Welcome back to the Curiously Guided Podcast, the place for intuitive business owners and curious minds. We're your hosts, Mariah and Shay. And today, well, in today's episode, not today because we recorded this a little bit ago, but in today's episode, we got to chat with Melissa Lyons from the uh, Freedom and Flow Academy. And this conversation was seriously so much fun. Like going into this, we didn't really know like, where we were going to go and how the conversation was going to evolve. But listening back, like that's kind of the beauty of it. So what we ended up diving into this was Melissa's journey of going through a 30 month sabbatical and like leaving her old, like super sex successful career behind, which is like mind blowing as it is like just being a business owner and even like getting to the point of closing down my business or selling my business. Like things just have to be really in your face in order to do that. And that's kind of what Melissa walks us through is just like where she was um, in in her headspace and just like what she was thinking about and what kind of made her want to completely go on a sabbatical and change her career and like what that meant for her. And then what I really like is just like how many stories and like how many examples we all kind of went into in terms of like intuitive journaling uh, Melissa refers to it as therapeutic journaling, like what it is and how to get started and all of that. But a lot of it just coming back to like, just being and like how much magic truly is within the present moment. And I'm just, I'm really grateful for this conversation. After we ended up wrapping up, we ended up, me, Shay and Melissa ended up making a five-year date to like check in and just like check in with each other and see where we all are. Because like, we all just really connected during this episode. And even a couple of times, like just having the conversation, I just started sweating and it was like full goosebumps. So I'm excited for you guys to tune in. I'm excited for you guys to listen. Yeah, you guys, this episode is by far our most spiritual deep dive. Um, you know, we, uh, you'll hear us in the episode, we're like jumping to uh, say something. So we're like tripping over each other the whole time. But it was just like all three of us had goosebumps the entire time. It was for me such a healing episode. I learned so much. I like took so much away from it, especially, um, what Melissa shares about resistance and um, avoidance really, really resonated with me. She shares a really powerful visual for that. And just hearing her process about how she, through her journaling work, just let a book like pour through her, I found so inspiring. And her her message, her story, her energy, like just like the care and love that she puts into everything she does. You guys are going to feel all of that throughout this episode. And I'm so excited to share it with you. Um, just to share a little bit about Melissa herself. She's a mind body wellness coach, best-selling author and thought provoking keynote speaker through her programs, books, and group events. Melissa has helped thousands of people identify and modify imbalances and misalignments that block happiness, health, and success. The resulting transformation creates an abundance of clarity, opening pathways to freedom, flow, and connection to life's purpose. Often described as compassionate, raw, and relatable, Melissa draws on her own vulnerabilities, experiences, and humility to reach and connect with people in deep and meaningful ways. Her journey includes an MBA, decades of entrepreneurial and corporate business experience, and a 30-month intensive self-realization sabbatical. 
Melissa's innovative work in mind-body wellness, thought nutrition, and self-care essentials is timely and in high demand as it helps navigate challenging times in this ever-changing world. Her mission is to share wisdom, facilitate growth, and awaken clarity as she guides and supports one's inner journey to the alignment of greater harmony, love, and freedom. With that, let's jump into the episode. Melissa, we are so excited to have you on the podcast today. Um, your story is just so interesting. Like when you were first telling me about it, we, um, we met in like a podcast collaboration group and we kind of had to like beat bop popcorn around and just like give a 30 second intro of like our story. And as soon as you were saying it, I was like, holy shit, we need to have her on the podcast. So basically like your story is, it's interesting because you essentially, if I'm not mistaken, you went from like the corporate world, like owning like a really successful business, a med spa to selling it and kind of going on like this big sub like sabbatical can you just like walk us through like that transition or like what feelings inspired that really big change well it's interesting because we all have a story and our stories are so much more interesting but we sometimes bury them because even though they're interesting, they're not always, they don't always feel good. <laughs> so, so my story sounds really nice the way you put it. And it is a wonderful story, but it actually started, I think when I was like very young and I was a people pleaser and I conformed, I wanted the feedback. I wanted the positive accolades from people. And I, so I learned really early to put everybody else's, what they were looking for before what I was looking for. So I'll say that, but of course I didn't realize that till I did my 30 month sabbatical uh so that's sort of how my life went so I did you know you go through high school you go to university you get a really good job then you get married and get a mortgage and then you have some kids so that's how I I did it and the whole time there was like I, I could I in the middle of everything that was beautiful in my life there was this dark shadow that was following me it was almost like a if you picture like a tornado or a cyclone and it was you know it was, it was little but it, and it's dark and over the years the more you ignore your calling, the bigger it gets, you know? So that's sort of how it, it played out. It, it, it is very interesting because from the corporate world, I left when I was young and I started a business and I, and I had a really good job. So I took this leap of faith and my business went broke in the first six months. So then I started waitressing. So here I am, I've got an MBA, left a good job, started a business, it failed. Well, that's a different word that we don't use that word anymore because we see it differently now. But, and then I'm waitressing in a bar trying to find a job. So, but then it got better and I got a job in a corporate, in a corporate world. And I went through that, but I, it was still that same thing. It didn't matter what I did. It was never, it just wasn't enough. And so I quit that and I started my business, which is the salon and medical spa, which I did have from for 11 years. And I built it from the ground up. I started in my basement and I ended up, by the time I sold it, I had 18 full-time employees and its own building. And it was very cool. And when I sold it, which I wanted, because by the time I sold it, I was so, it, it was not fulfilling me on any level. And so then I could take no pride or joy or anything good about it, even though it was good. And so finally, my husband said to me, he's like, are you ever going to be happy? I'm like, I don't know. And that's when I realized, I didn't even know what happy meant. Like, does happy just mean you go around smiling? Or does happy mean like you, you count the money in your bank and your kids and your husband and your house and you're like, I'm happy because I wasn't. So that's, that's sort of what took me to this. It's like enough is enough. There's something really not right with me. 
And I just have a spa where I've been helping everybody get better from the outside in. And I realize now that my, my, my calling is for myself first and foremost, which is all of ours, right? The work we do is about what we need is to work from the inside out. So that sort of was what prompted that 30 month journey of self-discovery. Can you tell us more about the 30 months? What did you do? Well, it started out as three. And I, after that, that moment with my husband, I, I started to work with a light, a healer, um, spiritual healer. Um, she did like different kinds of modalities, which is relatively new. And I went to her and I said to her, she's like, well, why are you here? What, what's, what's going on? I said, I realized that I don't know myself at all. So if I don't know myself, my husband doesn't know me. My kids don't know me. My parents don't know me. I've been like living this life for all the wrong reasons. So I, 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 this is what I want. So we agreed and we set this plan and I'm like, I have three months and I'm just going to do this. And so I journals and I meditated, which was new for me. And I, I read books that I've never read and had time to read. And I had like an MBA mentality, like in third in three months, I am going to know my purpose. And so you, you guys know where this is going, right? So at the end of the three months, I was so pissed off. I was angry. I was frustrated. And, and she looked at me and she said, yeah, like here's lesson number one, the harder you try, the longer it's going to take. Mm. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, let's sit on, sit with that for a moment. Cause it's true. This is not a, we're not in the, the process anymore of um, doing, achieving and striving for it's like aligning to calling in and then patiently being in the moment. And as it finds you, right, we don't have to go get it anymore. We just have to identify it and then create a space for it to, to grow. Damn, that's a so, practice. Damn, yeah, that's yeah. It. like sitting in it, the patience uh -huh. of it, especially I feel like like a lot of our listeners have like an entrepreneurial mindset, whether they own their own business or they're thinking about it or whatever. And it's like, it's hard when you have that mentality of like, I can do whatever I want and I'm going to make it happen. It's like Nike slogan, like just do it, right? And so like, there's no slogans out there that are like, just be it. <laughs> well, not not yet anymore, but it's like, there's nothing out in the outside world that helps us direct it back to our insides and how we're feeling internally. And I think that that's, truly the work. And that's essentially the podcast, right? It's like curiously guided, being curious about what's happening in your internal world and then making those decisions and seeing kind of how it changes the external. And I think that your story of just like building a life for other people and like doing what you think that you should do, it's so relatable for so many people on so many levels because that's just what we were taught. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just, I I think that it's really awesome that there's all of these stories and these examples and people taking the leap to go on a sabbatical and to learning about themselves, to be able to show the journey of transition of like, listen, there's another step that we have to take and you might not know where it's going to lead you, but it's going to lead you somewhere and you're not going to regret it. You're going to learn something. And we talk about data points on the podcast all the time. And it's like, just collect the data points, but it's fucking tough to do that. And like that frustration that you were feeling, literally you just saying that, like, I was like, yeah, I would feel that way too. I was like, I'm going to give myself, you gave yourself three months. I would probably be like, yo, by next week, Wednesday at 12 PM, I'm going to need to know 
exactly what I need to be doing for the rest of my life. And it's just, it's not, it's not possible. No, I agree. And you, this is the second time today you've done this to me. You took the words right out of my mouth. Like just do it needs to be, just be it. And you just said it. <laughs> we have to become with embody and excuse me. Like those are strange. Like they're not like embody sounds like, Oh, empowerment. And it's like a buzzword, but no, like it actually means like embody it. Like you have to be it. And then, and then it will be, we, it's not like it used to be. It is changing, right? We are in a new paradigm. Do you know, like we, people talk about the paradigm shift. Do you guys talk about that sometimes? The paradigm shift? I would love through? for you to talk about it. It's a word I talk, I hear it. And I uh, yeah. think I have an understanding, but I'd love to hear you talk about it. Okay. So let me tell you my, I, I'm at a grade one or grade two level to have this conversation, but that's good because most of us are at that level. So the book that um, that I just wrote with my co-author, Catherine Marshall, who incidentally is the person all those years ago who I went to and said, I don't know who I am. So how's that for, I have chills. How's that for full circle? She came yeah. to me early last year and said, I want to write a book. Do you want to write a book with me? And I said, yeah, like, I didn't even care what she was talking about. So anyway, she talked about this paradigm shift and she has been for a couple of years. And let me just tie to the book again, because she channeled this book and I translated it. It's pretty much how we did it. Like, although we're co-authors, we're really co-creators. And so in one of our recent meetings where we have a group of students, I said to her, Catherine, you keep talking about paradigm shift, but nobody knows what that means. And she said, roughly every 2,200 years, 2,200 years, roughly. That's a long time. She the last paradigm shift was before Christ. Like, that's how big this is. I'm like... You, you never say that. And she's like, well, I, I assumed everybody knows. I'm like, I don't think people know it's like 2,200 years. Did you guys know that? No. I thought it was yeah. like, uh, like every 10 years, a couple decades, yeah. maybe yeah. a century. I was like, yeah, new par like, I mean, I don't know. Life was pretty different a hundred years ago. Yeah. So it's 2,200 years roughly since the last time we did this and we're moving from 3d to 5d. I don't even know what happened to 40. So this is why I'm telling you, I'm like grade one or grade two in this whole process, but I know that I have a role to play in it. So part of it is the translator of it. Um, but yeah, so like we're, we're moving from the homo sapien body that we are to homo lumians. Again, don't like, well, you're gonna cool because we're being videoed, but like, we are like totally going to evolve. She's you're not gonna recognize this world in five years. And I don't even like, and she's like, we don't know because we've never been here before, but it's, the, and, and there's only one thing that we need to do to be okay in it. And it's aligned, mm -hmm. which is what you guys are talking about. Be curious, align to your center and your core and your heart, and then you will flow with it. But if you're not doing that somewhere along the way, I don't know where they're going to go, but they're not, that's not going to be me because I'm going to lie. It's, it's interesting because when I first started getting into the spiritual world, I got real deep into that shit, right? I think I remember, I might've been like even talking to Shay about it. It was like the, the 3D, the 5D, the something, the something, the something. And I would just keep using these words. And I remember being like, oh man, this world, it's going to be like the Jetsons. It's going to be like, we, we're not even going to recognize it on the physical. But as I've walked deeper and deeper and deeper into it and getting to know myself, I've realized that it's not even about the external, Truly, like it's like everything in five years, probably on the physical level, will probably look similar. Like, I don't think that something's going to happen and like our all of a sudden we're going to click our fingers and like our houses are going to look like the Jetsons and they're going to float off into like the forest. You know what? Like, that would be pretty cool. 
but I feel like it's more of like this internal shift of like, instead of building a life for other people, it's building a life for ourselves. And I think it's so much like, it's a lot less complex than words make it seem. Because when when we talk about it with words, it's like, oh, these big shifts, it's scary. I remember being scared. I was like, oh shit, does this mean that like, I'm not gonna be who I am anymore? Like I'm gonna have to shift and change. And then I was like, wait a minute, no. Like shifting into a new, like a new paradigm, essentially it's like a, a new way of being is essentially what it is. Because the old way of operating from external first and letting that change our internal, it's just not working anymore. So instead it's like moving into this way of starting from the internal and then letting that change our external. And for a lot of people, we're taking the baby steps to do that. Like, I feel like our listeners, it's like, cool. Yeah, we're getting curious. And so it's like, I just wanted to kind of explain my perspective. And like, when I got into the spiritual world, that shit was overwhelming to me. I remember I got into rabbit holes and I was getting like medium readings and like all of the time because I felt like I didn't know enough and I had to be more educated and more knowledgeable. And I'm not saying that like learning about that stuff and getting medium, I still get medium readings. I fucking love them. But it's like, I was still looking for external validation or external knowledge. It was just wearing a different dress. And so I think that it's very easy to slide into one of those other ones. It's like, so if we're going to simplify it and break it down, it's truly like coming back to who you are. And it sounds floaty and it sounds fluffy to some people because it's like, oh, yeah, who I am. Like, everybody's been saying that forever. There's like quotes about that from back in God knows when. But it's like, yeah, but truly. And like, that's the thing. It is simple. What makes it complex is like us being a human, having all of these complex layers. But truly, it, it is simple. Yeah, I, that's what I say to everybody. This is like, this is so simple. It's it's not even funny. That, but that doesn't mean it's easy because we it's uncomfortable it's uncomfortable it's so simple it's uncomfortable but here's the thing the only time it's really uncomfortable is when we're not in the present moment which is another buzzword but think about it the second you're not you're not comfortable you're either in the future or in the past because if you're here right now there's nothing to be uncomfortable about i could stick your head in a pail of water right now and take your breath away and you would be so happy to just be in this moment to come up and get that breath of air, right? Like there is nothing in this exact second that's uncomfortable. So every time we feel that way, we just have to recognize we just let ourselves not be here. Mm. It's so simple. <laughs> and that actually is easier than we think. We, it has to be, it's, it's, a, it's a process. Like if we all said right now, we're gonna train for a marathon, we're not gonna run it next week and we are gonna work towards it. So if we wanna train to be here and be us, Select the marathon, get to work, hmm. get to work. It's not just going to happen. Ooh, that's great. And okay. That's a nice segue to what I'm tied up on. I want to know what happened from month three <laughs> to four. So you're feeling frustrated. You're trying to do the work and you get that message. You know, this is not about the doing it's about the being. So what did that look like? Well, yeah, so I was, I was really frustrated. I'm sure there were some tears involved and some like anger. And I said to my husband, like, I'm not, I'm not ready to, to do anything. And so I, I, so I also agreed that I, we agreed that I was not going to commit to any career at all, but I did things to make money. So I did, you know, a little bit of consulting here and there and, and a few things, but I, I maintained that, that, um, I maintained that flow. You know what else happened, Shay? Cause you're asking the thing that happened in the first week, 
of the first three months was so this was this was what I set up with my family. And I think at the time my kids were like, let's say 18 and 20. Like they're old enough, right? So my husband and my two girls, I had no responsibilities, no cooking, no cleaning, no laundry, no like just nothing, just me. Well, one day into it, I, I felt sick with guilt. I couldn't even do it. I felt horrible. Like here they're, they're, they're slugging it through their lives, trying to do what they're doing. And I'm not helping. I'm not supporting. So that was the hardest thing in the beginning to actually allow myself this gift that I've been given. So receiving, right? Mm -hmm. So for all of us, that's an important thing. So then fast forward. So now I've been doing this for three months and yeah, I started doing more around the house, but, but I really learned how to receive. And the other thing is that my girls are watching this as they're planning their lives and they're watching their mom go like I don't know who I am I don't know what I want to be when I grow up and so it gave them the power to have that kind of freedom in their lives to choose the same way okay so so now we're in month four so we agreed I'm going to continue this until I get wherever it is I'm getting to and so of course one day I found out that it was right where I was there's nowhere to go nowhere to get nothing else outside of where you are and so I just continued it and the reason why it ended up being 30 months was we were on a trip in Thailand at the end of at the 30 month point. It was my uh, 50th birthday and our 25th wedding anniversary. And it sounds really nice, right? We're in Thailand. Um, but the night before this miracle happened. So I've been journaling, therapeutic journaling all this time. And I think that that is the number, one of the most important things. Meditation is really, really important, but not everybody wants to sit and do the home, right? It, and, and it doesn't always make anybody, everybody feel better. And for me, journaling is my form of meditation. Do you know what I mean? I take some minutes of quiet so that I can listen and feel, but then I write. So anyway, the night before this happens, we, it was like a monsoon in Thailand. And we had been like walking with our backpacks on our back through like, like water up to our waist. My husband had open cuts on his feet because he had hurt himself scuba diving. Like it was in the seven 11s, the shelves were bare. You couldn't get off the Island. And that's kind of what we were in, but yet we were in paradise. And the night before I remember there was like, I was trying to do my work on the internet and it wasn't working. So I went to the front desk and I, I kind of tore a strip off the young kid working there. I'm like, there's mosquitoes in my room. There's, there's cuts in the, the um, screen. My, my Wi-Fi sucks. And he's like, I'm really, really sorry. I understand. He said, I've been trying for two days to get words to the mainland to my family to tell them I'm alive. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh, like, see my, I'm like, check. <laughs> you know, like I just got reset. Mm -hmm. And so the next day when I was journaling, I was randomly like, and this is how I start to journal, boat, water, tree, rock, like paper. So I was having tea and a banana, chocolate banana crepe. And I don't know what happened, but I don't remember anything after that. And then in my journal, and I and I don't write words like in sentences, I make spelling mistakes, you know, how you do that. And I had this book, 80% of my, my, my book, I Will Always Love You As You Read It, was right there in my journal, like perfectly written and all rhymed. And I don't remember it happening. And it was 10 o'clock in the morning. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. So that's why it ended at that moment. I mean, it never ends, but- that moment where, okay, like now it'd be now, and then it was almost like the beginning. Mm -hmm. So what happens next? I've always been curious. You write a book and then you're just like, hello world, here's my book. What did you do with that? Well, 
So, so the book itself, when I, so when I, when I read it and so it has very few words, it's a quick read, but it's super deep and um, it means different things. So when I first read it, it scared me because it's, a, it's about hope and love, but it, it, to me, it deals with grief and loss. And so when my husband came out of the water, cause he was in a scuba diving course or whatever, he's like, you look like something just happened to you. Are you okay? And I said, I think I just wrote a book. And honestly, he rolled his eyes. He's like, oh, here we go again. You know, he was like, um, so anyway, I said, can I read it to you? And he's like, eh, whatever. And he was like, I tell like he was, like, he was just like, here we go again. And I couldn't read it. And it was months. I could not read that. I, I was, I, I had full body sweats. I cried like, like, like this, like complete body, body reaction to not being able to read those words out loud. So that's how I knew it wasn't like, I didn't write them. I know I didn't write them. They, they just came through me. And so then, then, and the other thing that's interesting at that point in my life, so think of it, I'm 50 and my, like, we, we'd never lost anybody in our lives. Like my grandma died, but you know, it, it, I pro, like, it was part of the process of life. Like we had not been through cancer or tragedy or anything like that. So then it's like, is this a premonition that something's going to happen to my girls? Like, and then I kind of got scared you know? And then I decided, okay, so I'm going to go with it. So I went to some publishers to find out that if you haven't written a book, no one's going to publish you. So then I found, I, I went like to many different continents even to find an illustrator and I found an illustrator and I just put the book together myself. And, and it's, it's really beautiful on so many levels because there, there's children who don't have faces and they have gray skin, but they have hearts that start out blue and kind of cold and they end up with white light. So it's like an amazing journey. So that's what happened. But I want to just fast forward from there to 18 months later. So I'm, I'm going through, how, how do I help people in grief and loss? And I haven't experienced it. What am I doing? Like, can you guys give me guidance? Like, kind of like you gave this to me now, you better help me do something with it. <laughs> and then 18 months later, I had kind of a similar situation happen. I was snowed in, in Philadelphia after a a conference and I ended up in a really horrible cockroach infested hotel and I missed dinner that night because no one would bring food and there was no food there and so on North American standards I felt hungry and I felt neglected because I missed a meal <laughs> you know I really felt sorry for myself that night I woke up the next day and like a, I went into a deep tailspin and I woke up the next day and I started journaling and then I got this amazing the same thing happened again but this time it was letter and it was like this book is like it, it's not what you think it is this book is just a message from part of you to another part of you telling you that it's okay to leave the life you've been living and the person you were and step into the life that's waiting for you and the person you're meant to be and grieve that loss mm. and love that life and step into you what a beautiful so example months later i understood what the book meant yeah what a beautiful ex that's really that's really deep of just like what a beautiful example that even when we create things that we think that are for other people, we truly don't know the meaning until it's in hindsight. Like we don't know. Even like you created a physical book and it's like you're assuming it's like to help all of these people. And I'm not saying that it's not, but it's like a deep part of that book is like truly for you. And it's like we never really hear that perspective of like write the book for you. Mariah, that's exactly back to the beginning of our conversation. I got this book and I got into just do it mode. Mm -hmm. And I forgot where it came from, I think, or I mean, I didn't completely, but that connection of, I didn't learn, I, I didn't know to just be yet. 
I just, I was on just do it. Mm-hmm. And so I did it. And it's, so it's obviously meant to be like that because that's part of my learning journey. And along the way, it's touched so many lives. Like I have one story to tell you about that. I've, that touches on actually I want to talk about it's a suicide link to it and I I'd like to talk about that Uh, but anyway so yeah so it's funny you're right we get so busy on now what versus just be Hmm. one thing you said there I thought was really interesting is the idea of grief we think that grief we are disconnected from grief we only know it if something huge and traumatic has happened, but really there's all kinds of grief and any kind of pivot, any time of life change, you leave one job, you go to the next, any, anything you're leaving an old you behind. And I think it's very easy to just overlook that grief or stuff it down or do whatever you do and not really sit with it and allow it to be and acknowledge it. So I think there's something really powerful about like, where is grief in your life or in your story? And have you given it some love? Like you said, I thought that was really beautiful. Shay, it's true. And we, we do, we, we, we don't process grief. The, the most important grief in the world to process is the grief of our own losses within ourselves. Like you just said, because we don't even, how do you process something that you haven't even acknowledged? Right. And you don't even know to acknowledge it. So you can't like, we, you don't know what you don't know. And, and then it becomes again, like that, cycle mm. i just started sweating i just started literally <laughs> literally okay, sweating when you said that because i'm literally just like that's it right like that's such a big shift and i've I, I feel like i've mentioned this on previous episodes of like oh shifting identities shifting identities like they're that's a huge part of being human we don't talk about it like my mom had never raised me, Mariah, take a seat. <laughs> hey, your identity is going to shift every year and a half, every other week, every other seven years. And it's like, but truly we're here. I mean, I I like to, to call it like earth school of like, we are here to learn and to transform, to just evolve. And with that evolution, if you so choose to take it comes different identity shifts. But like, you guys just made me connect some dots of like, yeah. And there's grief in that. And like, when you said like the internal working of like the most important grief is like the internal, I can't even say it. I'm like about to, about to sweat over here. Mm. Powerful stuff. I, know, I think we should be silent for a moment so you can like, really like feel that. Oh, I feel it girl. <laughs> well, and you know, that, that message, when it was for you, the journaling was all about um, letters to my best friend was how it started. It's like, you have to write a letter to your best friend. And I'm like, okay. So I start writing. That's how that, that thing happened that morning, how I came out of my pity party. Cause it was a big, big pity party that I was having. And so it was like, you, you, you come into this world with, with one best friend and you die with the same one. Yet you neglect it. If you treated any best friend the way you treat yourself, you come in yourself and you leave yourself, yet you ignore yourself through your whole life and you put, your, put everything on everything else because that make, you think it makes you feel better. But the truth is, if you just did it the other way, it would all still be just as good times 10. Whew. Okay, I really want to dive into the therapeutic journaling, but before we do that, I want to hear your story. Can you tell us the story about the life the book impacted? Yeah. Okay. So I, so I wrote the book, like I said, that day, like it's the craziest thing. Oh, and listen to this. I was so like, I'm like, Oh my God, like, what is this? 
so I had this one friend here in Canada. And so I, I took a screenshot of my story. So it's, should I die? She can make sure the story lives on. Like I had that mindset. And when I sent her the picture, you know how you have the image on your phone, like the image number? What number do you think the picture came out as? 444. Just wanted to slide in here mid-episode and fill you in on some cool things quick. So we are in our third season of Curiously Guided, and there's nothing that fires us up more than making this podcast and hearing all the positive impacts it's having on our listeners. Up until this point, this has been a pure passion project, but we've got bills and expenses for this podcast, y'all. If you have the means and would love to support us in creating new episodes, feel free to head over to curiouslyguided.com slash support to buy us a coffee. And if you want even um, a deeper dive, we're excited to offer, we're going to now um, start doing some strategy sessions where you get both Mariah and I's brains on your business. And um, there's nowhere else in the world where you can, we, Mariah and I both don't work with people in such micro ways. So this is kind of a cool thing to get both of us looking at your business in kind of like a one-off strategy session. Just imagine us two and you together diving deeper on your business business, marketing, sales, and everything in between, um, all while filtering it through the lens of strategy, energetics, and energetics, which you know is our style. So if you want to learn more about what working with Mariah and I could look like, head on over to our website, curiouslyguided.com slash session to get the details. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. We appreciate you so, so much. Now let's get back into the episode. Does that mean anything to you guys? The four, 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 the angels? Yeah, like it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's angel my angel numbers. Yeah. Angel numbers. Yeah, I'm and... like, are you kidding? All the numbers, it was four, four, four. Okay, so so that book, I came home and, and my kids actually helped me and we massaged it. So like the last 20%, just to really make it flow where, the, where words had to change. And so I sent it off for the first printing and I had my 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 book back to look before I did like the, the massive printing and it just didn't work for suicide. Like if somebody died by suicide, I don't feel how this book could comfort them. And so I that was that and I went to bed. So this is like four or five days after I got the hard coffee before I ordered the other ones. And in the middle of the night, like at one o'clock, I sat up in bed and it said, it was my time to go and I can't explain why. But there was a reason it was my turn to fly. And I'm like, okay. And I started writing it down and Terry's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I just have to write this down. I'm like, this is it. This is what we need. This is, this is the missing link. And the next morning I got a message that friends of ours, your son took his life that night by suicide. And I'm like, so exactly when that happened, if I didn't know him that well, but of course I knew them. I'm like, that can't be a coincidence. So I was waiting for something to tie it. And then, yeah. So th isn't that the craziest thing? Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Like full body chills. So I'm like, wow. okay. Yeah, it was it was like beautiful and, and, and not the most beautiful way, but very beautiful. Cool. So yeah. It's and, interesting and that, how that those was lines like, yeah. come in the middle of the night, you know, out of nowhere. Wow. Yeah. And fully what I what I needed. Yeah, I thought it was still divine just to get it, but to have it tied into that news was like, 
huh, <laughs> there's more to this. Wow. Yeah, I'm speechless. That's why <laughs> synchronicity, synchronicities like that, they're wild to me. And like, I love hearing stories about synchronicities and just like how they happen. And it's, it's interesting to me. And uh, interestingly enough, I said interesting like 17 times in the past two sentences. Uh, somebody, the the one medium that I used to go to, like one of the first ones that I really started going to, she actually reached out three weeks ago and she wrote a book about intuitive development and just like about all of these synchronicities and about how she basically became a medium and how she like didn't want to be one. And it was like, I don't fucking want this responsibility type thing. And like all of these stories and everything. And to be completely honest, it's not a like that idea of a book isn't something that I would pick up off of a bookshelf in my like regular everyday life, because where does my brain go? Personal development, business, or complete fiction, right? So it was interesting. She had me reach out and she was like, hey, will you read it? I trust your feedback. Will you just read it and give me feedback? And I said, yes. It was like my gut reaction. I was just like, oh yeah, of course. And then I sat down to read and I was like, fuck, I don't want to read this book. I don't know how it's going to be. It's just, it's going to take up my whole day, blah, 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 blah. Like I was kind of being a, a little bratty about it when truly it's like when somebody takes the time to write their story and pile it all together, it's like, what a gift she gave me of being able to read her stories and then provide feedback and like give a review and a testimonial and like validate her. And I'm reading this book and my boyfriend, Andrew comes in and he was like, are you almost done with that book? Like, how is it? I know you like, weren't that excited to read it. I was like, shut up and get out of here. I'm fucking in it. She sucked me in. I don't want to talk. <laughs> like, I'll come out when I'm done. And I read the whole book that day. And a lot of it was like synchronicities. And I realized that like, we always just chalk them up as like, no big deal. And like, I'm not saying that I know for a fact that they mean something, but sometimes it's shit like that where you just feel it. You know, you either have the chills, you start sweating, or you just know of just like, this means something deeper. And I'm just really glad that like, there's these stories being shared of like how much meaning there can be behind it. And if we just take a second and like, pay attention. Even like you said, the repeating numbers, they have been a, a synchronicity and a sign for me for a really long time. Like when I'm in the zone, I'm seeing repeating numbers left and right. But when I'm kind of out of it, I'm looking for license plates. Like, is there a three, three, three there? Is there a three? Is, is there a two, two, two? And it's like, no bitch, because you're out of alignment. We ain't giving you none like back off. <laughs> but I just think that synchronicities are so often overlooked. And I'm really grateful that you shared that because I think that there is power and a reminder of just like, whatever it is, there's energy out there bigger than us. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. And and they're always there. And it's when you're looking for them, you're trying. Remember, the harder you try, the longer it's going to take. But when you align, it just flows, they flow to you. Yeah. I remember um, about well, six years before I sold my business, I had a major, major meltdown. Um, half of my, more than half of my staff left and went somewhere else. And I felt like a failure. And I wasn't, I wasn't the best boss. I was a boss in training. So, you know, I know now, like, I don't want any employees ever again in my life. <laughs> You know, I, I care too much about things that I take things personally, you know, and it's part of that growth. But I just share that because I, I, I got very sick and I 
and I'm, I really like to eat. I enjoy my food and everything. And I couldn't, I couldn't even, I didn't eat for like days. And I think it was about a day before I was actually going to be hospitalized. And my, like nobody could reach me. My husband couldn't really talk to me. And I remember standing, getting ready to go. I had a person who was working with me in my business. We were in a raised ranch at the time. So my kids were kind of, and they were like maybe six and eight or eight and 10. And they were looking down on me. And I probably, like I said, would have been hospitalized the next day. And he said to me, look at those girls. Is this the message? And is this the kind of like, is this, is this what you want them to see? Is this who you are? Like, what, what, are they, what can they see right now? I'm like, and that was it. That was the kick in the ass I needed. It was like nothing. And then all of a sudden she's like, they're watching you. Like you, you need to get your shit together. And, and then, and then, you know, and then of course, yeah, every time you go, you come lower, you come back higher than you've ever been. Right. So that, that was the outside, the next side of that. Wow. Um, I, I don't know why I told you that story. It was something that you just said about signs and synchronicities. Oh, I know why, because then, um, so that was, that happened there. The next morning I went into work. I did, I knew who Tony Robbins was, but I'd never like done anything. There was an email open on my computer. I hadn't even done it sitting there open from, from Tony Robbins. So I read it and then he recommends like the books he recommends. So I read man's search for meaning. Everybody should read man's search for meaning. And then of course he talked about, um, think and grow rich. So I went to the library to find think and grow rich. And of course I went there, I looked right where it should be and it's not there. And I went to walk away and right at my foot on the ground, touching my toe basically was the book. And not like, you can't make that up. So those but that after she did that, and I'm like, and I started to come out of it and got more aligned, even though I didn't know what that meant. All these things started happening, like that, like that email being open there and the book on the floor touching my toe. And then when you follow the breadcrumbs, you know, that you're staying present, you're following the breadcrumbs and just seeing where it leads, right? But those are two solid book recommendations. If y'all haven't read Band Search for Meaning or Think and Grow Rich, start there. <laughs> Great. Um, what I was really one more. By... Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, sorry. Who you finish? No, no. I want to know. I'm writing it down. <laughs> oh, is um, James Allen, as a man thinketh. Ooh, I and I know. actually, in, in your show notes, I can share that because it's more than a hundred years old. So I have a PDF copy that we can share with the listeners. It's, it, it'll take less than two hours to read and it will change your life. Have you read it? Either I, of you? Ha I have not. You, you will, you'll, you'll love it. I'm so excited. I'm sure I will. You know, one thing I was really struck by when you shared that story, I've been kind of interested in the question, who am I? You know, I'm also working on unmasking, getting to know myself. Who am I? Who am I? And I get frustrated because I know that I can't answer with all the things I want to answer. Like I'm a woman and I do this, you know, it's like trying to peel the layers back. And I liked what you said about, we can also pick up some data points on like, the opposite, who I'm not. So like in that moment, you're like, I don't quite know who I am, but I know I am not this. And I think that can be a really helpful place to start if you're really struggling with kind of like, who am I? What am I? What? Why am I here? Like those kind of questions. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you. that's so important what you just said, because everything that you think you don't know, then just write what you know and then write the opposite. So when you don't, when you know what you don't want, that means you are totally aligned with what you do want. You just haven't taken time to make the, the translation of what the opposite is. Mm. 
Yeah, that's really good advice, Shay, because people people shut down because they were like, well, I don't know. And then so what do you know? Well, I know everything I don't want. Yeah, because okay? it feels lofty. Because if if all of the possibilities are unlimited and we can be or do or have or like whatever we want and we can play in this realm of unlimited possibilities, when somebody asks you, who are you and what do you want? You like It's like we assume that we have to be able to like express it in words but i i feel like a lot of the time it's a feeling it's a feeling like our feelings are speaking to us and and for me personally when i'm kind of like taking inventory and self-reflecting it's easier for me to pick out the feelings that are related to the things that i don't want like mm-hmm. i'll be like oh how is today and i'll reflect back of just like how do me and shay talk about like creating our dream day of just like how do we want to feel and like what is this dream day made of and it's like that emotion of like, oh, didn't really like that. That felt sticky, but then it just guides us and kind of like narrows the playing field. It's like um, guidelines for creatives, right? Like if you give, if you tell a creative, hey, go make something, they'll be like, what the fuck? Like I could fucking make any, what the fuck? They'll sit there looking at like a blank piece of paper and be like, uh, it'll take them a while. But if you tell them, hey, here's four pieces of construction paper and three crayons make something they'll come back because there's some kind of guidelines and like some kind of structure and it's like creating the structure that you can flow in between allows you to create something that feels good because there's still a piece of like unlimited possibility but it doesn't feel as expansive and overwhelming Mm. I feel like that's it's kind of my perspective in terms of like those questions because there's so much that we could be in our heads because we see examples of things that we could be all around. Mm. And so I think that's why it's so helpful is paying attention to what you don't want, because it's kind of like building those guidelines and just information that now you can flow between. And it gets a little bit easier to kind of sift through information, considering that we're over overwhelmed with information all the time and the way that the world is. Mm -hmm. That's powerful. Yeah, 100%. Um, um, I'll, go ahead. So one of the things that I, I think really guides you when you when we ask who who am I, and feelings are the driving force, by the way, in the new paradigm. Like, like physical things no longer drive us, right? It's the feeling and the emotion. I had to learn that. You guys actually just already know that because of the decades between us, which is the beautiful thing. And the kids, the babies that are being born right now, no one's going to even be able to, teach that, like take that away. Anyway, so the question of who I am, who am I, and you tied in with what Mariah said with feelings is who, who do I want to become? Who do I want to show up as? And when you write, who do I want to show up as? And you don't know, then who don't I want to show up as? And then write the opposite. Now, you know who you want to show up as, which is your intuition now just telling you who you actually are. Cause whoever you want to show up as that's who you are. You just haven't stepped into it yet. And that is like, it's like a little trick, but it's not really a trick. It's just, it's, it's a really, um, it's a way to make that, that simple thing a lot easier. It's a filter, right? Pulling you to what you want to become is actually who you were meant to be. Mm. And can I say one more thing about something earlier, Um, Mariah, you were talking about earth school and there's a chapter in the book and and it, it, it deals with earth school, but like she says, like earth school is a school of polarity. And it ties into what you said, touche, like it's like, so it's, 
So Earth School is a school of polarity where we're in classrooms based on what our soul wants to come here and learn. So I, we, in, in, in Bardo, when we, before we, we recreate and come into this life, like our soul picks what classrooms that we're gonna go through. So like, I believe that it is predetermined. So if you have repeating lessons in your life, because that's your school's classroom, but then it's polarity. So it's like, like not this or that. And, and then you can know by the opposites. And then sometimes when it repeats, people think, oh, I, I'm not learning. But if you actually tease out that lesson that keeps repeating in your life, you realize that she talks about a spiral staircase. You're actually going up or wrong every single time. Like, yeah. like it's like, why did this happen again? And like, oh, is it really the same? Or is this actually at a higher level? Because it's like, oh, the first time you learned about anxiety, you're in grade two, like not grade two of our school, but like grade two of, it, of the anxiety classroom that, in your earth school. And then the next time is grade three and then grade four and then grade five. And so you're still, you, your soul is still like processing anxiety as an earthling but on a higher level every time, if you are growing, evolving and doing the work we're talking about. Mm -hmm. And then you yeah. don't feel bad or resent it. You're like, oh, what's next? And you almost look forward to this next level of learning. We think about math class, you know, you started with pluses and minuses and then you don't you know, get into multiplication and then you get into like all of the other things. That's what we're doing here. Yeah, and I think Shay likes to explain it like being in a video game of like the different levels of things. And it's like, and then you gather the tools and you have these tools in your tool belt that are there to help you then move through that next level. And you might see a similar boss, but it's like that boss is a little harder, but you have to use the resources that you've kind of gained from that lower level in the video game and like you got to collect the points there mm -hmm. and it's interesting because I don't think that I've ever heard anybody I also explain it like a spiral staircase I think I've, I've said it to Shay numerous times and so when you said that I just started laughing because I was like that's kind of how I see it too and it's it's similar to my beliefs of like I I like to envision everything like before we come down into earth school or like before we're born we're kind of sitting there like at a kiosk and our soul is just like hmm like what what flavor do we want to put on this time and we just get to like pick around and like whatever and I, I just like the way that you explain that too. And I, I think that there's different metaphors, like regardless of, of what you believe and how you see it, I think that just having some wider perspective at very least makes us feel a little bit more empowered of like, listen, we chose this. We're here to do this. We have all of the tools that we need. Maybe we haven't learned them to the extent that we're going to, but these lessons are here for us to grow. And I mean, sometimes it's harder to shift perspectives depending on the situation and stuff like that. But I think that it's just, it's really powerful. But I did want to talk about, um, what did you call it? Therapeutic journaling. Can you, like, when did you start? Well, first off, it's, it's, it's similar to like intuitive journaling, right? I think I kind of refer to it as like intuitive journaling, intuitive writing, also therapeutic journaling. I've never heard it worded like that. I like that wording. Well, yeah, I think it is. It's all the same. We can give it like a hundred descriptions. The point is, is uh, just being open and free to writing. So obviously this journey of mine started when I was really young because as I've gone back through the years, I can see like where it tried to pop out and got shoved back down and pop out and shoved back down. So I was, I went to also mediums and, and psychics and people like that along the years too, like just trying to figure out what the frick is wrong. Like, why am I so different than everybody else? And they all said to me, you need to, you need to write, you need to write. I always thought they meant write a book and I'm like, first of all, no. And secondly, no. 
And then finally, someone said to me, you need to journal. And I'm like, no. And then when I started this 33 month that turned into 30 months, I then said, okay, like I'm going to do this. So that's why I, I call it therapeutic journaling because I did it um, resent, with resentment at first. I didn't feel the need. I didn't see the value. I was worried someone might read it. So I didn't even write the truth in the beginning, you know, so, so that's why, so it's all the same and it's powerful because as you, the more you do it, like training for a marathon, the better you get. And you actually realize that you're not even writing at all. It's your higher self. You know, it's your soul talking to you and you actually have the answers to all of your questions and access to infinite, infinite knowledge and wisdom. um, Once you get out of the way, once you get yourself out of the way and let the higher self come in. So yeah, that, that's the process for me. And I have like fun things that I do with people who can't let go. Like I used to teach it to kids like grade sixes. And so you just do those exercises as an adult, if you're someone who's like uptight about it and then you start flowing. And then once you start flowing, you forget what you're doing. And that's when it becomes so intuitive. Okay. I am you rewound a f- few years I keep getting the message you need to be writing you need to be writing you need to be writing I have set the resolution I'm going to do morning pages I'm going to do Julia Cameron morning pages for years now and I am still in the resentful space and I don't do it and so how how would you encourage someone like me who like wants it knows they need it but is like really struggling to like get in the habit of it yeah, that, that's a good question. So if you're like me, just have a breakdown. That'll get you going. <laughs> <laughs> the, whole, the whole mental breakdown. Okay, so if you want to avoid that, think about it differently. Then just think about, um, just what, write a letter to your soul or ask your soul, like do it for a different purpose then. I'm not going to journal, but I'm going to ask my soul what it wants to tell me today. Or I'm going to ask my soul about something that happened when I was two that was, that was, that I want to know, like write down a series of questions. Everybody is going to have a different thing that they're trying to pull out. Um, but the, so I, I'll do something like I'll sit down and I'll literally put the timer for three minutes. And all you do is write words, just random words, or you don't even have to set a timer. You just write random words until you're writing something else. And it doesn't have to make sense. Like sometimes for like, for five minutes, I just wrote hope and, and every E matched to the H. And I, and I did it till, till I just started writing something else. And I don't even, you don't, and, and you can swear, you can do rant words. You can just like, just start writing shit mm-hmm. and fuck, stop fuck, trying fuck. to make it. Be, <laughs> just a full page of it. Fuck. What? I was like, just write like, fuck, fuck, fuck. Ah. This. this sucks. I hate this. Writing I hate sucks. journaling. <laughs> this is stupid. I don't want to do it. Why am I doing it? <laughs> write that, write it for five minutes. And you'll get to the point where you're sick of doing that. And then, you, and then all of a sudden you'll write something that is so brilliant. Like I go back through my journals and I know, I know if I don't sign it, I don't, I can't believe I really wrote it. I'm like, oh, am I going to plagiarize if I use that? Because that's so brilliant. I couldn't have written that. And I, sometimes I really don't know where it came from. So I do that plagiarism thing on Google to see if I wrote it or not, but you'll find that Shay. Like, and the fact that people are telling, well, first of all, you guys know your empaths, right? Yeah. Like in probably 99.9% of our listeners are empaths and highly sensitive. So we, there is a need for us to, to get the information through us. Mm. It's going to come through sweating out like you just did, Mariah, or it's going to come through a breakdown because you're so blocked to it or, or a sore back or, you know what I mean? Like physical, um, physical things, because 
we got sent here to share our light. And if we're not sharing it, it's going to keep knocking at us till we share it. Mm -hmm. we, we don't really get to ignore it mm -hmm. without yeah. severe consequences. Yeah. And I think if you're listening, you're like, listen, I don't really think that I am an empath. Just know that that is perfectly okay. And like, I think that the point is, is that it's powerful to start listening to yourself, whether you consider yourself an empath or not. I personally do. I feel like I take on people's energy far more than I want to. But if I were to look at like teenage me, I would be like, she was not an empath. But if I look at it through hindsight, I was like, no, I was just so scared and nervous and guarded that it's like, I didn't want to be seen as somebody that was sensitive because I thought that it was weak. I remember I used to brag to people. I was like, I don't fucking cry. I haven't cried in years. And now I'm over here just like bawling my eyes out when like, I don't know, there's like a romantic story on the TV. I'm just like, oh my God, it's like the sweetest thing ever. I'm like, what? I never thought that I would be a person that watched animal videos and got teary eyed guys. I'm there. And I didn't think that I would ever get here. And here we are. So I think that the message is essentially like, what is your internal compass, your internal world, your soul, whatever you want to call it, what is it trying to tell you? And Shay, I'm really glad that you brought up just like your perspective of just like, I fucking resent it because it's like, I, yeah, I relate to that too. I remember I was at a retreat and I had a coach and she was like, we're going to do intuitive journaling. And I know when something is for me, I mean, I know now I didn't know then. I know when something is for me, when I'm disgusted by it, when I have such a reaction by it that I'm like, oh, fuck. Like now I know like, oh, shit, this is something that I need to explore. But I remember she was like, we're going to do intuitive journaling. We're going to set the timer for 20 minutes and we're just going to write. You should have seen the eye rolls that I gave her. I was like, this is stupid. A, I'm hungry. Like, I don't want to do this. I'm not going to write anything good. And she was like, well, A, it's interesting that you think that it has to be good. She was like, I didn't say that it had to be anything. It literally, she was like, you could just write, this is stupid, this is stupid over and over again. And so it's like, know that if you're feeling that way, it's how a lot of us start essentially. And also write out your resentment. Like mm -hmm. that's how you can start. Just sit there, take the pen and just be like, I resent this. Everybody tells me that I should be doing this. I don't understand it. It doesn't even feel good. I don't want to. It's stupid. And then all of a sudden, like halfway through me writing out how stupid I thought it was, my higher self, like, I don't remember writing it either. I just kept writing. My handwriting changed. You could see when it switched yeah. from me to like something else. And then it's scribbling really fast. I Nothing was translating through my brain. And it ended up being like a letter from my higher self, from whatever, to me. And I like read it out loud and almost started crying. And I was like, what the fuck? And it was like, after you have a moment like that, the resistance is going to lower just maybe even just a little bit. You might resent it for the first 20 minutes for the next hundred times that you do it and know that that's perfectly okay because there is no end goal and it doesn't have to be good. It doesn't have to be anything. It's essentially just a tool for you to use to, to tap in and just see what your internal world is trying to tell you. So funny, but number three, I just wrote this down. And then as I wrote it down, Mariah said it out loud. Like this is the third time, <laughs> not joking. So like, so I think resistance is our master messenger. So for mm -hmm. all of you listening, anything that you're resisting, it's a, it's a master message. And it's because 
we just talked about school polarity. You're resisting it because it's totally not for you or it's totally for you. There's nothing in the middle in that one. If you're resisting it, it's because you're protecting yourself, not your ego's protecting you, your, your soul's protecting you, or yeah, you know what I mean? Like, so it's like, it's no, so yeah. important. Yeah, and, the, yeah. The I just gonna say, write down right. why you don't wanna do it and then write the opposite of all those things. And I'll tell you, my biggest fear was I couldn't be honest. Like even now, as I work on different things, I have to, I'm so worried that if I died and, and I had two more pictures of one daughter than the other daughter, which they wouldn't care. I'm like, oh, it would, it would show that I didn't love them equally. Like we have these things. So like, I was so worried people would read mine. And I remember one day I really was on a rant and I wrote horrible things. And we had this Detroit Red Wing big tin garbage can in our room that no one ever uses. So I took all my stuff, I crumpled it up, I threw it in there and I lit on fire because, but that day, I don't know why my husband decided to clean up his like his closets and stuff. He's very neat, but he'd thrown out old underwear in his garbage that no one ever uses. So I ended up having starting a big fire. <laughs> his underwear <laughs> caught on fire. But anyway, that's just a, a funny way of remembering. Like you do need to burn your notes if you if you're if 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 anything you don't want to write, then write it and burn it. Mm. Or you know what I mean, do something with it. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. That was really powerful, you guys. And I totally agree. I think all of our brains are synced up like resistance is the guide, you know, and um, the, the stoic idea of the obstacle is the way for me, like Mariah gets pissed off when she hears something she doesn't want to do. I put up like a huge wall of resistance and avoid it like crazy. And that's usually an indicator, <clears throat> excuse me, of like where I need to go. So I appreciate the reminder, but you know, Melissa, what you said, there's a need to let it through really, really struck me of this, like we, there's gotta be a flow here. There's gotta be a channel. And am I ever letting the faucet on and using writing as a tool for that gives it new meaning for me. <laughs> Whereas before I was like, yeah, I get, I need to clear out the mental clutter. Now I'm like, oh, I can ask myself specific questions. That feels really tangible. I really love that. Um, writing a letter to my friend, who do I want to show up as? What questions do I want to ask my soul? That's very like grabbable and helpful. I appreciate that a lot. And then thinking about this as a practice of like channeling and letting it through and just seeing what happens, That that is very... Uh, real and valuable for me. So I thank you both. That was a very helpful um, tangent that we went on. It's like the like tarot cards, right? Like me and you both love like pulling a card. It's like, if I'm feeling sticky, I'm just like, yo, let me pull a card. And we meet up every year to pull a card for the full year. It's like, maybe now what we do is like, write a question that we journal on every mm -hmm. month, like mm -hmm. with a tarot card and, or it's like, write about the tarot card. I think we're just like brainstorming some really, I don't know, fucking great ideas and great journal prompts. If you're just like, how do I start doing this? It's like, there's unlimited ways. Ask your, like, you can even start like diary mode of like, how was your day type thing? I think there's there's just so much juice with creating space to connect with yourself, how, however you want to do it, because there is no right or wrong way. No, there isn't. But but there's um there's a way to be in the flow and to block the flow. So there's no right or wrong way, but 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 it's what what do you want? One of the biggest lessons I learned too, other other than like that surrendering and 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 stop trying so hard was I realized that everything I'd done, like my university, every business I ever had, every job I ever had, was all about the outcome and the end result. 
I did not even have a clue of how to be in the moment and in the journey and find joy along the way. It's like, you know, I just wanted it to be over every single thing. So for me, that was amazing. So anybody who's going to start a journaling practice and you ask yourself a question or you ask your higher self, it's like, remember to attach to the journey and the process and no expectations of outcome because then it's, it's free flowing. Mm-hmm. And actually, can I'd like to add, Maria, you talked about the feelings and stuff. Like, remember the, so this old paradigm, new paradigm thing again, right? Old paradigm is survival of the fittest. New paradigm is, is like soul resonance and becoming soul infused, right? So that, that's actually the shift that we're going through. And so the old vision boards is we put pictures of all those things and then, you know, they become real. Now it's like you put the pictures of everything you want. You decide how you feel in every one of those images and then you pull the images away and you leave the feelings because don't limit your what the earth or what this universe has in store for you by your pictures just say if that's how you want to feel they'll put in what you what you're meant to have oh that's cool so journaling is the same way like just journal to journal not journal because you want something out of it journal to to get your flow going Mm-hmm. because you know that empath thing like yeah I think the day I found out I was an empath my whole life changed because I understood myself differently I saw myself in elementary school and high school and in university like like why I did stupid things or drank too much or, or like party to escape like crowds where I'm like I love being out with crowds it's like no I didn't but it, so then I understand and then I found out that both my kids ran past well then I became a different mother and then I thought 75% of the world were empaths because the three of us were and my husband wasn't. I found out that we're like five to 20% of the world are empaths. So your whole life, you walk into a room, a crowded room, whether you want to be there or not. And there's 20, 20 people there. There are four or less of you that are the same. And the other 16 to 18 people don't get you. And they never will. Even if they want to, they'll never get you. And so if you, if that, if, if that resonates with anybody on some level, it's important. Like, like there's just so few of us, but we tend to gather together. We think everyone's like us when they're not. Oh yeah. How would you just like really quickly, how would you define being an empath? Well, yeah, there's a million, there's empaths and highly sensitive. And then within that, there's all the range to me. If you feel, if you have, if you have a strong intuition, if you have this desire to always care about other people and when you see something that's that's not good outside of you and it hurts you on some level, if you feel that you're spongy and you take on, like you walk into a room and it's happy, you're happy, you walk into a room, it's sad and you're sad and you don't know how to navigate it without extra training. Um, if you cry easily or if you never cry because it's not, then that means you're blocking it. Like it's just when you, you and you know you're different. You, you want people to understand you, certain people, and, and and they never will. And then you resent the fact that they don't get you because you don't understand that, that they can't get you. That's when I think, you know, you're an empath. Mm-hmm. Man, I can't tell and you how many times I've born, said. right, with light. Sorry? No, you're fine. I can't tell you how many times I said I feel like a square peg in a round hole. So I'm just really resonating with all of that. Well, yeah. And, and then just to find out, like, but not only are you an empath, you got that tap on the shoulder. Like, like I say we, because it is really special. First of all, it's the hardest job on the planet. It's the hardest job because you almost always, almost always an empath has severe traumas and, and, and highs and lows. And it's like, it's not like it's, it's, it's highs and lows. Like, because we were sent to have that massive polar, polar experience 
because we're here to shine light and to help other people. And we can't help people if we haven't experienced the, the widest range of, of emotions and to shine that light. And so that's the shoulder tap. So, but but if we resist if we resist it, then we kind of become not okay and we get very sick mm-hmm. mentally or physically. I liked what you said. So at you the beginning find the, the flow. I liked the dark cyclone. I, that really resonated with me too of like I think a lot of us have a calling and we know we have a calling. And then the longer you ignore that, it does feel like it gets bigger and bigger and it can start to show up, you know, in your body physically or conditions or all kinds of things. And that visual metaphor really resonated for me. Um, And and then to the, to answer that question, you know, we have this calling, but we don't know what it is. Are you letting flow? Where are you allowing for flow? What are you doing to let the faucet run, you know, and let it come through? Um, that That is, I think, like a lot of times the the guide that can lead us in the right direction. Yeah. And, you know, that me- that metaphor, I-, I didn't make that up. I about six months after I sold my business, I, I was on telephone psychic call. <laughs> Uh, with it was one of my clients friends and so I've never met her before she knew nothing about me she said to me I see you running running I'm like yeah I jog she said no no you're running and she said there's this there's this storm it's a cloud it's falling and it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger and you just the, the closer it gets the, the more you run and all of a sudden I, I felt it like I felt it and she said to me it just wants to tell you something it has a message for you it just wants you to stop and turn around and look at it it just wants to tell you something. And I was like, oh my God. And from that moment, I like, I stopped. I turned on like, what do you want to tell me? And then it was like, oh, like, yeah. So the things that we're running away from, it sometimes are just messages, like resistance. Like it's just the, yeah. <laughs> I can't even find the words, but that was like, that That was a game changer for me. I'm sweating again. <laughs> Well, so tell us like what now, like, let's fast forward. How has this all come through for you? And like, we haven't even talked about the current business you have, you know, what have you built like through practicing and showing up and doing the work? What has that resulted in? Well, I'm still learning my lesson. Um, so the harder you try, the longer it takes. And I have to tell you in the last 21 days, I've had 10 years worth of, of um, manifestations come in, in my life, like 21 days. It's like, it's like the 10 year cycle. It's like, so now I'm really in the moment. So I've got, we have the new book, Freedom Rising from Within, and it's the ultimate guide to freedom and transformation from the inside out. So we are building a whole um, school around that. It's called the Freedom and Flow Academy, where as people go through the book or they're going through this part of their life, it's like, it's not enough just to read it. We need to learn how to embody it. So we have a, um, like a community where we do an Akashic clearing every month. We do a shared wisdom workshop and we do an alignment check-in. So that's a monthly program that we're offering to people who want to go through the embodiment process of stepping into this new paradigm and stepping into themselves. And also we have a Freedom Rising series where it's a 10 month program where we take people through every chapter of the book and then tie it all together once a month. So again, it's all around this stepping into the, to the, this aspect of the new paradigm and, and how to live in a life of flow. So, so that's all pretty much what I'm working on. And then I have a handful of one-on-one clients I work with and I've got online courses. So I feel like it's like all the, all my patients, which was, wasn't always patient, but 
has finally like really paid off. And, but again, every time I get there, I go, oh no, no, just be here. As soon as I go there, I think it's going to all crumble. It will all crumble because that's what's happened all my life. And so now that I'm here and I'm telling you this in this moment, every time I get really excited, I'm like, no, it's just here. It's, it's us talking right now. It's like being in the flow so that it can keep coming. What so, a beautiful. Yeah, that, that, that's where I'm at. <laughs> what a beautiful message. I feel like I needed to hear that specifically today too, of just like, even though we have exciting things and big, big dreams and just like things on the radar and the next, like can see the next breadcrumb and it feels really, really good and juicy and expansive. If we're not here, we can think that it can crumble. And I feel like I've kind of, especially in the past few weeks, I feel like I've kind of floated between both of those of like feeling really fucking excited about the possibilities and, and everything that's coming. And then when I start to lean too deep into like the forward projections of just like how that's supposed to be, I'm like, and it's all going to go away and I'm going to suck and I'm going to ruin it. And I, I don't want to be seen and I don't want to grow and I don't want a bigger audience. And like, it's that fear of like that guard going back up. And so I really appreciate you sharing that and just and being transparent about the fact that like it's human to find ourselves future projecting especially when things feel really good like you know we always talk about like worrying because you know um bad things or something like that but it's like we can also future project and freak ourselves out when the good things are happening too and I think that that's an important piece of the um of the polarity here of like, it's, it's still, it's still the same thing, just in a, a, a different dress. And essentially the message is come back to now, come back to your body, come back to like how you're feeling. I think that that's just so important. And I think we've men mentioned this on the podcast before of just like the online, well, the education space, the knowledge, it's so easy to just learn and to take in information, but it's crucial to create the space to embody it, to integrate it. And that piece is missing from a lot of things. And so when you were explaining the program and kind of like how you guys have set up to supplement this book, I think it's a really fucking great idea. I think like what a beautiful invitation of like giving people the space and the invitation to like go through practices, have a community to do it with, and just like create and prioritize the space to embody the things that you're learning. I think that that's, that's the juice that we're missing, especially when we're trying to like learn, 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 especially new things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're right. And, and we get to a point where we don't actually need more knowledge. We already have access to these downloads. We have infinite wisdom, but we need to what we do need to learn is just how to harness that. Um, but you guys both, Kate, you helped me so much because Shay, you, you brought back, I haven't talked about this in years, that the cyclone that I ran away from, which meant I was trying to not be where I was. But this, the thing that you just put into words, Mariah, it, it, you, it, I said it and then you, you, you eloquently re reframed it. So every time, like, it's not a fear of it disappearing if I get too far ahead. It actually does. It, it every it's done it all over until like again to like the last 21 days because it's like it's like the mirage is what you just gave me it's like you run to it and as soon as you gather it's not there but if you're just here and you can see it and then you can be here it's there it never disappears because you're here 
and you, and so that's it. And that's, that's to me, it's going to, I don't think my life will ever be the same again. Like in the, like it was because now I'm just, every time I get excited, just come back and just feel how exciting it is to just be here. But yeah, so thank you. Cause you both just gave me that, those, those two things that will, will be my reminders forevermore to be here. Wow. Here, I wish you guys could too, see, a great thing. I wish you guys could see my thighs. Like it's been just like total goose pimples the entire time this episode. Um, so Melissa, like, is the book out already? I need to get it. What, what does that look like? Oh yeah. So here's the thing. I have another interview tomorrow. And so I was able, cause it's, I got her a book sent. So I, she'll have it by tomorrow and we haven't seen it yet. We've literally not seen it yet. Cause I'm in Canada. So I'll send you guys copies uh, and you'll probably get it before me too. We're figuring out, um, I'll get it soon. So yes, it's here, but just here. We haven't really even announced it because we don't want everyone to buy it until we get to look at it ourselves. Of course. Yeah. So. <laughs> wow. Well. It's exciting. Yeah, it's very exciting. I'm excited to read it too. It sounds like a fucking great book. So yeah, I'm super well, excited. And you know, it was three months late, which is why we've had a little bit of problems getting it out there. But in the three months that it was late, it went from like, if it looked like a fish, it went to like a whale. And in those three months, again, could see channeled it and it was all these downloads. All, and so it's almost like we... In the past, I would have rushed to get it done. And this is my, like, it'll be what it will be. And Catherine, Catherine Marshall, she's the the, the channeler, my co-author. She just said, like, um, people aren't ready for it yet. And it's because everything's happening so fast. Uh, it's got to land when people are going to be able to understand it or at least, like, start to feel it. So it, it's very interesting that the timing of it. Because in this new paradigm, also, time is going to become irrelevant. Right. Don't ask me. Again, I'm in grade one. Like in that sense, <laughs> time will become irrelevant. So it's like, okay, then I'm not going to fight time anymore. I'm just going to trust. Mm -hmm. But the embodiment is big because you're right. You, how many conferences or spas or retreats do you go to and you come back and you're like, I know it, I know it. And then three days later, you're like, oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I, I know that feeling well. Uh, I will say when the book comes out, um let us know we're gonna update the show notes so if you guys are okay. interested in getting the book like by the time that this podcast releases the book might already be out so don't forget to check the show notes so that we can link to it because we definitely want people to be able to access it wonderful and it will be for sure like we're talking like in the next 48 hours it should be fine like you guys can order it in the united states i can't order it in canada yet Oh, I see. I see. Yeah. Awesome. Well, we are so yeah. excited. Um, it sounds like just the medicine I need. Can you tell us and our listeners, if we want to follow along with you and like kind of start the binge, what would you recommend? Well, everybody is invited to come to our Freedom and Flow community for two months for free. We'll have the link in the notes. And so whether you decide to stay or not at the end of it, it won't like it's totally good. Like, on, on either side, but you can go through the Akashic clearings. You can go through the shared wisdom. You can go through, um, there's guided meditations. There's all kinds of things. And if you have never had an Akashic record clearing, or you don't know what Akashic record clearing is, it's, it's worth looking into because it's pretty powerful. It clears a lot of the pro programs and, and belief systems and things we've had from past lives that can affect our, our ability to flow through this life. And so every time you go through a clearing, like thousands of these programs are cleared. 
which makes us that much lighter and freer to become who we want to become. I have a special, a special love for Akashic record clearings. That's actually how I found that first medium. I was like Googling because, you know, me and Google, uh, I actually Googled just like Akashic record clearing. That's how we started working together. And she did that. And like, it's another synchronicity. It was pretty wild. Like I went to her and kind of was like, yo, these dudes that I'm meeting fucking bums, dude. (laughs) It's just, they're just not aligned. They're not aligned with me. Like something's happening, whatever, whatever. And I didn't say it like that, but I was like, um, I was like, I'm just wondering, I don't know. I went in for some kind of support and I didn't really mention like relationships. She went in, cleared some, some, something. And literally I think a month later is when I had my first date with Andrew. And it was just like the synchronicity and the timing was fucking weird, to be honest. It was weird, but it was really, really powerful. And me and Shay, I think we've recommended an Akashic clearing meditation before. But like, guys, if you haven't dove into it, just I, it might sound a little odd if this isn't your thing. If you're feeling the nudge, if you're feeling curious, allow yourself to explore it. We will leave the links to the Freedom and Flow community to snag your two months free in the show notes. And then Melissa, is there any other links that we're going to pop in the show notes? Uh no, because from there, you'll have access to my website, to my email. So you're welcome to, to send me a message, ask me a question. Um, that, yeah. And I, and I, I welcome, I welcome it because like you guys, like my, I'm here to serve and it's to shine light to help people shine their light brighter. Right. And it's not just a, a saying, it's like, it's a, it's an actual calling, which mm. I know you guys both feel so deeply. And I wanted to see the Akashic records. Here's the thing. If it you're so it's group Akashic record cleaning that we have. It doesn't matter when it was recorded. There's it, the time. It's zero time for Akashic clearing. So when you're going through and you watch a 45 minute Akashic clearing and you take it in, whatever programs you've got running at that moment will be cleared. It doesn't matter if you were there in person. It doesn't matter when it's done. It will clear those records there. You mm. can trust. Mm. So yeah, that's it. Just yeah, come take take advantage of it and and see how you feel. Because Mariah, you, it's being open. You just said that you were open to it. Synchronicities only only become real when we when we actually trust and allow. One hundred. Ain't that the truth? Yeah. Ain't that the truth? Well, we, bef- go ahead, Mariah. Oh no, I was just gonna say. So Melissa, we're gonna leave the links to that juicy stuff in the show notes. But before we hop off, we have one question that we ask every human on the podcast. So what has been sparking your curiosity lately? Lately? I guess lately it's like my curiosity is sparked by the fact that this is really true. It's like, I've always believed it, but my belief has gone up because it's actually seeing it and feeling it happen has makes me more curious than ever about like, what is possible now? Like, it's like, it's, it's, it's become almost, um, exponential. The more you step, the more you, yeah, the more you sit into it and just let yourself flow down that river. It's just like, it, it, it becomes exponentially more beautiful. I think this yeah. conversation came at the right time. To be <laughs> honest, like, to say that. <laughs> like this morning, guys I I felt like shit this morning and then it's like I came into this conversation it just uh it refilled my cup in a way that I really needed so Melissa thank you for coming on the podcast 
This conversation was so fun. I'm sure that everybody got so much juicy information out of it. I love the flow in the stories, like the stories that we all shared and just like the examples and stuff. I think that it just really, it drives things home. It makes things more approachable and it makes things more fun, right? Like, honestly, we're, we're all in it together. So thank you. Thank you for being on the podcast. But I think we're going to close this episode down. If you guys enjoyed this episode, you know the drill. Take a screenshot, share it on social media, tag us, slide into the DMs. We love connecting with you guys. And we just want to thank you so much for listening and for all of your support. And as always, thank you so much. If you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast, leave us a review. We really appreciate it. It helps us all continue to grow together. Until next time, remember that you have the power to create whatever the hell you want. Follow the nudge, ask questions, and let curiosity guide the way. We'll see you in the next episode.